Okay, so let's see. We are on page. Okay, so we're on page 274. And he's finally coming to this is kind of the, the thrust of the entire of the entire book is the way leading up to this point where he says, here are the problems. This is historically what happened to Jewish people. This is what led us to our place in time to understand the Jewish people in the context of the history of the Jewish nation. And then we have these problems and these differing ways of trying to continue Judaism, either by focusing on the spirit or by focusing on the practical with, and, and completely overlooking the spirit. It says the way that we have to go back to the drawing board is to recognize the realities that the Tanakh, that the careful study of Tanakh, of the Torah, Nabi, and Mixivim will teach us. Right? The, almost the main thing that the Torah, Nabi, and Mixivim teach us is the spirit of Judaism, right? As we've said many times, the oral Torah is where we glean the halacha from, the actual practical law. So the written Torah is actually primarily to teach us the way of life. Okay, and he said, but you have to recognize that when you approach science and you approach the Torah, it has to be coming from the same exact perspective that this is all part of understanding Hashem. This is all part of understanding the world as we are supposed to live our lives and the world as Hashem has created it. So the second paragraph on page 274. Here is a worthy subject for the disciplines of scholarly study. But the result of such study must be carried over into life implanted by schools. I was just speaking to my daughter right now. And she was asking, why does she have to learn this much math and this much writing? Is she planning on becoming a banker? In her mind, the only bankers need to learn a lot of math. I didn't, I didn't disillusion her yet. And this much writing, what is she planning on becoming an author? Like, why does she have to know that much, right? But the reality is, and I was explaining this to her, it's not even necessarily just about the specific skills that you're learning in school. It's also about training your mind to think a certain way. And the training your mind to think a certain way and to recognize the idea of what, of what grammar is all about. The specific rules, maybe you won't even remember them, but you're training your mind to understand, to recognize linguistics, to recognize something about language development, right? And that is something that you could carry over into life. It might be true. The arithmetic might not be so helpful down the line. You know, I think, I think that probably might be true at this point in time. Arithmetic is not as necessary, but it will train your mind to think a certain way, right? And will help you develop for your life. So the point of school is not so that you pass the tests in school. That's not the purpose of school. That's a complete mistaken impression. The real purpose of school is to take the knowledge with you. And taking a test is only to make sure that you actually have the knowledge within before you finish with that school. So schools for Jews. The young saplings of our people must be reared as Jews, as sons and daughters of Judaism, which you have now recognized and understood, and have learned to respect and love as the essence of your life. They should master the language of the Tanakh, just as they do that of their country. It should be taught to think in both tongues, right? This is a very big step. So first of all, it's not just your, it's not just another subject that we're going through in school. We have to recognize that the language of Tanakh, the Lashon HaKodesh, right? The holy language, right? The holy language carries with it such weight as the language that through, the to, through which the Torah is conveyed to us. And also the language that our people have been speaking for 3,300 years now, right? This is who we are. Their hearts should be trained to feel, their minds to think. The books of the Tanakh should become the source of their instruction for life. And they should learn to hear their message throughout their lives, right? Fascinating, right? The books of Tanakh is the blueprint of life. Their eyes should be open to see the world surrounding them as God's world and themselves as God's servants in his world. Their ears should be open to perceive history 
as a process of educating all mankind towards the service of God. Then they have to be taught by means of Torah and Talmud to see their lives as a totally inspired service of God, to be understood, respected, and loved, so that they will rejoice to bear the name Jew and to follow the way of life that this name brings with it, despite all ridicule and predations. A little confused here because he kind of says two things at the same time and they seem a little bit contradictory. He says they have to be taught by means of Torah and Talmud to see their lives as a totally inspired service of God, to be understood, respected, and loved, so that they will rejoice to bear the name Jew and to follow the way of life that this name brings with it, despite all ridicule and privations, which seems a little bit contradictory. Um, I'm not sure what he means. It could be what he means is that he has said elsewhere, not in this book, but elsewhere in his commentaries on the Torah, that when the Jewish people are doing the right thing and we're living up to the expectations, then the nations of the world look at us with a tremendous amount of, not, not envy, but with a tremendous amount of appreciation and respect for who we are as people, right? When we're not living up to our destiny, then people look at us differently, right? And what they had been doing at that time is certainly people were looking at them differently. I don't know how many of you saw that clip of, of, um, of ben, ben Greenfield, I think his name is, right? Ben and Jerry's, where, where they asked him about why doesn't he boycott other other states also, if they don't agree with his policies, right? It's just like, it was really laughable, right? It's completely laughable. But the only, only, only people that we could do that to, that the entire world can say, oh, it's the Jews, it's the Jews, right? It's the Jews, right? There's nobody else that, that the world says this about that looks at them with a, such that bright light, right? And that's because we're not living up to our destiny. If we were living up to our destiny, then the people would, of the world would say, look at the country of Israel, look how incredible it is. The preparation for breadwinning should be included in the program of such schooling for life just as breadwinning itself will later on be a part of life, as a means to a full life, not as an end in itself. That the pupils be taught to judge the value of a life, not by the social status, wealth, or splendor achieved, but according to whether it is a life given inner content by dedication to the service of God. Let them understand that the demands of such dedication should not be subordinated to the pull of sensual pleasures and natural indolence, but that the reverse, should be the case, okay? So, so far, if we, if we were planning to start a school today based on Refersh's instruction about what the school should look like, what do we have? We have, it has to be, they have to be reared as Jewish people. They have to master the language of Tanakh. Their hearts trained to feel, their minds to think. The books of the Tanakh should be their recognition of the blueprint of life. Their eyes have to be open to see properly. Ears have to be open to hear properly. Then we have to be taught through Torah and Talmud to recognize how elevated and inspired our life should be. Don't ignore making a living, right? This is a very, very well-rounded school. Indeed, he started such a school and it lasted for a long time. Also, until the time that Yisrael's homes will all have been erected by such sons and daughters of Israel, parents must be entreated, implored, not to undermine the work of the school and not to crush and choke the tender shoots of Jewish feeling in their children's hearts by an icy cold and unsympathetic attitude. Indeed, the latent noble sentiments in the parents' own hearts should be awakened. And where it is too late to gain their understanding, at least their respect should be obtained. If this program is realized, surely things could be different in Israel. Okay, so this is a very, very powerful, very powerful about what the proper way of living your life is, very powerful about the properly, proper way for on a national level, how we have to live our life should look like. And things will be different in Israel. Our age is unmistakably leading to that. Do not view it as such gloom, my friend. True, it is a time of anxiety. 
like the hour of labor that precedes childbirth, right? This is a, a reference to a phrase that the sages describe the birth pangs of the Messiah, okay? That the, our sages explain that as we get closer and closer to the time when Mashiach is going to come, the world is going to be going through tremendous upheaval, right? And a sense of lack of security, lack of stability. So what he's saying is that we are now reaching this point and it's very painful, right? But it's that final hour of pain that a woman goes through at the end of, not that great in arithmetic anymore, but at the end of nine months times 30 times 24, right? That's a lot of hours, right? But it's that final hour is the most painful hour. But at the end of that, there's a light at the end of the tunnel because then you give birth. But better the anxiety that prevails in the home of the mother-to-be than the freedom from anxiety, but also from joy and hope in the home of the barren woman, right? I think Shakespeare said better to have loved and lost, right? This period of labor may well outlast our generation and that of our children. Who knows? Even that of our grandchildren. But our great-grandchildren will rejoice in the newborn that will have struggled into life and light, the child whose name is self-comprehending Judaism. The assurance of this future can be found in our own age, in the striving to think, to understand, to grasp with our mind what it is that we should revere. In other words, he's saying, we've been talking the whole time about the Age of Enlightenment and what the Age of Enlightenment has done and wrought such terrible devastation to the Jewish people. However, recognize that it's also laying the groundwork, the foundations for a more perfect union, right? To, to borrow a phrase, a more perfect union of everything that we are supposed to be standing for as Jewish people. Okay, so we're gonna stop over here. Um, tomorrow night, we will, we will not be learning, but on Thursday night, Be'ezrat Hashem, we will finish letter 18. So perhaps next week we'll finish letter 19. Um, then we have to figure out what, what our seam is going to look like, what our party, our completion party will look like that everyone is comfortable with and how we should make that happen. Okay. Take care, everyone. Be well. I'll see you on Thursday night. Take care.